Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Music Therapy Show. Today is Tuesday, October 20th, 2015, and this is the 220th episode of the Music Therapy Show. Today is our special show, uh, the one of my favorites, that we do each month, the Parent Support Show. So you can call in to share your story or to ask questions. Uh, it is, you can call in at 646-652-2850. Or you can go to my website and leave comments there on the contact page. It's heartbeatmusictherapy.net. And one of the reasons that I really like the Parent Support Show is that I'm joined by Amy Zuniga. Thanks for coming on, Amy. Hi, thank you. So uh, we missed last month because September just seemed to be too busy for us to be able to do a show. Um, so I thought we'd start off by catching up a little bit about what's going on in our lives as parents. So for me, um, September was pretty busy, and, and obviously we couldn't find a schedule for the show. Um, but it was, and I started a new job, so it's just been full of that. And then trying to negotiate. Oh, and and daycare. I started daycare because I think we were talking about about. Uh, I was about to start Kyle in daycare on the last show, and that has gone pretty well. He uh, just kind of pouts a bit when we drop him off and doesn't want to go, but he's always happy when we pick him up and seems to have a good time. And they did uh, class pictures, and and they just turned out so adorably. So that's what's been going on. Oh, plus in this past two and a half weeks, almost three weeks now, I have had shingles. So that's been a lot of fun. And I've learned how much, yeah, don't get sick days and how challenging it is to recover from illness when you can't really actually have a sick day. But I'm doing much better. So what's going on for you, Amy? How's your month been? Well, um, I think when we talked in August, uh, my oldest was about to start kindergarten, so we are now a family that um, has a child in elementary school. That's been a big step, um, and it's going pretty well for us, and just getting into a new routine and a new uh, way for our family, um, that's what we've been doing for the last um, month or so. Yeah, that routine of having to make yourself ready in the morning and make sure you have the lunch and all the stuff, that's been taking some adjustment. Yeah, and now I have to do it five. So I used to do it three days a week, and I thought that was challenging. And then now I can do it five days a week. It turns out it is possible. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> so I thought today it would be nice if we talked about what was going right in our parenting lives and what made me think of this topic was I was thinking, I remember when 
Amy started the group, the mommy support group or mommy mixer groups um, at Texas Health Presbyterian. This is the hospital where I gave uh, birth to Kyle. Um, and it's an excellent hospital, so you should totally go there. Uh, anyway, and they have this mommy mixer group. So that's also another benefit. Um, anyway, I remember thinking, when am I ever going to get to wear jewelry again? And how long does it, I remember asking my other parent friend, how long until you get to put the toilet paper roll back on the the roll? And I'm happy to say that I've successfully done both. And so the toilet paper roll answer for me was 18 months. And the jewelry answer was a little bit longer. <laughs> I remember being very stressed out about that. And as parents, I'm sure you can probably get these questions all the time in the younger mom group. We have different questions in the toddler group. Um, but, like, when is my child going to sleep? Am I ever going to get to sleep again? And then what? how do I introduce food? And is he ever going to eat? And what if he doesn't eat? And what if my kid doesn't survive because I can't make him eat? Um, and uh, all of these things that we worry about seem to happen anyway. Yeah, it does and I know seem that... like... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it does seem like the first time around, we're really worried about a lot of things for good reason. We love our kids. We want the best for them. We want to do the best job that we can. And then as time goes on, some things that seemed like really big deals resolve themselves just somehow with time. And they no longer seem um, that we should have been as worried as we are, which in some ways is a relief. Uh, Things did work out. Um, on the other hand, it, it feels like it would have been nice to believe that and without worrying all along. But I don't think any parent gets out of it without a lot of worry. Right. Well, and we just wonder, is our child going to develop normally or whatever normal development is, but what we perceive as normal? And are we going to be good enough parents to make that happen? <laughs> and I know that... <laughs> So now in the toddler group, one of the topics that comes up on occasion is the toilet training and when, how am I going to make that work (laughs) and stressing out about that. So I feel like that's the next stage of worry. The next biggie, it probably is for you. And, you know, it's funny because I just went through that. And even as a professional, I know what to do. I know that kids will eventually go to cause some anxiety for me. And then one day she decided to go to the potty and that was it. But it's still, even knowing it, it was hard to trust and not worry. Right. So what is the, what's the professional advice about potty training? that they will be ready to go and it will be easier for you um, if you wait until they're ready. Uh, So there's two ways of thinking about toilet learning. Uh, One of them is a way that is very parent-led and it is really places to avoid accidents. 
Um, but that method will require you to be watching the clock, making sure your child goes, um, and dealing with a lot of accidents along the way because their body really isn't ready to tell them. It's more like you're telling them it's time to go. Or them and they're deciding to go, um, that happens much later for most kids. That's some averaging somewhere around three, um, somewhere in there. And really until four, a child is not considered delayed in potty learning if they aren't going to the potty. Um, and then we've talked a lot about how you get a lot of pressure from preschools because they want three-year-olds potty trained. So mm-hmm. that's usually where parents feel a lot of pressure to get their child going to the potty, whether or not the child is ready. So I guess the best research shows that we should just wait and maybe make different daycare plans at three if our child has not uh, successfully potty trained themselves by then. Right. Um, And really it's usually... For I think for a lot of kids it's around three that it's really normal for for them to go till four. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, um, I I remember being having a lot of anxiety or hearing other moms have anxiety about how to um, breastfeeding stop breastfeeding. Transition to solid foods. Um, my kid had a lot of problems actually chewing and then swallowing. He would chew and then spit. And that seemed like the other day he just um, ate a whole baby carrot and swallowed it all on his own without any work from on my part. So I know that that's been kind of a, a some difficulty for me. Um that seems to have resolved itself on its own. And I just I feel like parenting is a lot of those moments, those anxious how is this ever going to work out if I don't do something and then it ends up resolving on its own. Right. And how many things I think we look at parenting as a list of problems that need to be solved. Whatever the problem is at the moment. If it's Chewing the food, that's the problem. What do I need to do to solve it? If it's, um, you know, we were talking about potty training just a minute ago. I want my kid to go to the potty. They're not going to the potty yet. What can I do to solve it? But there's a lot of things that um, just with growing up and maturation, they'll get solved. And we don't necessarily, and I'm not sure we'll be able to solve it before that time. So sometimes it's a lot of energy towards something that we can't do anything about until it's ready to happen. And then it does right. happen, and then we're relieved. Right. <laughs> I wonder if <laughs> if there's a way that that we could enjoy the process and not feel so much pressure to reach the end of whatever particular journey we happen to be on at the time. Well, wouldn't that be great for all of our life? Like, not just parenting. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a struggle as human beings that we just face? Like, we're always trying to get to the next thing, and sometimes we're missing what it is that's happening right now. 
And then as moms, then we miss that thing but that we had before that we couldn't wait to move forward from. It's like we couldn't wait for them to eat food. And then, you know, a lot of moms regret and feel sad when they stop nursing, when they wean their baby. But they've been looking forward to that forever. <laughs> and it's funny right. how it's like we want this to happen and then we, because you can't go back, I guess, you feel like, oh, if I could just visit that for a moment again. Right. And I think the the memory of just how exhausting each stage is, <laughs> yeah, and how troublesome it can be. It starts to fade, and we just remember the sweet parts. <laughs> so I'll have to uh, ask some mothers of older children if that happens with the teenage years too. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm not there yet, so I can't personally attest to it, but I have read that that is the case. I know. I'll I'll have to ask my parents because all of their children are, thankfully, through the uh, teenage years (laughs) by several decades. (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, I have a lot of other friends whose children are either entering or um, in the middle of their teenage years, and I see lots of posts about struggles about that. (laughs) <laughs> Facebook. So maybe we can all just remember that the the hard parts will fade, and we'll remember the sweet parts. Yes, and actually, I was reminded. It's funny that you wanted to talk about this today because uh, Sunday night something happened right before I went to mommy mixer on Monday, and uh, I don't even remember what it was. But my now that my kids are three and five. They do not need me as much as they did when they were small, which I'm very happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they do need something, like their daddy is great and he's very helpful, but there are just times when they need mommy. Maybe they got hurt. Maybe something happened that they didn't want to happen that way, and they really want me. And I just think about all the hard work that I put in in the beginning, and now I get to be that person for them. And so I wanted to remind the moms that on Monday. Like, it's very intensive, but then you get to be that person. Like, I'm very honored that I get to be that person for my kids. And it was not without hard work. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Right. You put in all that work, but then you get to be the mommy. And there's something that I think um, is nice about that. And I imagine it will feel the same way as they grow, and hopefully even when we endure teenagehood. You know, there's just something about getting to be that person for a per- for another person. Mm-hmm, the one that comforts you. Yeah, and that you want to share things with that, you know, like my daughter can't wait to tell me about what happened at school and, I don't know, there's, just, there's kind of an honor, I guess, in being that person. There is. I get to experience a little bit of that now with my two-year-old, who uh, for the longest time could say daddy but couldn't say mommy. Now I hear mommy, mommy, mommy all the time. <laughs> and uh, uh, and now I'm I'm working, and that's uh, why Amy and I aren't together today is because we're both have more responsibilities at work, and so I'm broadcasting from my work desk today. Uh but uh, so I don't see him quite as often because uh, Dad gets to pick up after daycare and and uh, put him to bed sometimes because I have a couple of really late nights at work. And uh, 
when I'll call, I'll often hear mommy, mommy, mommy on the phone and he wants to talk to me on the phone and uh and he still he comes when he is hurt, he comes to me more than he goes to to his dad. And uh which I I also I find that really sweet. I mean, I'm not in a competition with his dad about that, but uh um it's nice to know that I'm the comfort for him. Right. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's not a competition. It's just nice. I mean, I was that nurturing person in those first months and year. And, I mean, Dad has always been here. But I think Mom's just, especially if you're breastfeeding and doing things like that, you just have a little bit more of a role in that first period. Um, And it just feels like it's really nice to still get to be that person, I guess. Just mm-hmm. not. It's really nice to not have to be that person twenty four seven. Get to be that right. person sometimes. <laughs> yes, I find that to be nice. <laughs> yeah, that twenty four. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like we're not still mom twenty four seven. It's just the amount of continual needs has dropped off some. So we get to yeah. have some of our own space back. Those first few months and longer of just having to be on and caregiving for 24 hours, those were those were some rough times. I uh, I admire women that can do it more than once, and the men and women that can do it by themselves. I don't I don't. Yeah, absolutely, that. absolutely. And I think you know, yeah, it's challenging. No matter what, but definitely doing it on your own would be uh, way more so. So with a two-year-old, the independence, like the him wanting to more separation and to be more independent. So this weekend, uh, specifically, he started pulling his little chair up to the counter, and he wanted to make his own toast. So he's learning how to operate the toaster as a little two-year-old, he was very proud of himself. He makes toast, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's it's neat to see those sorts of independence uh, independent skills develop. It's it makes it challenging from a safety perspective or sometimes a convenience perspective when it would just be easier if I could do it by myself and less of a mess to clean up afterwards. Um, <laughs> so that's the stage that I, I'm in currently. Um, your kids are a little older than mine, so what are the what are the next stages that are up ahead for you and your family? Well, um, my littlest one is three. Leah just turned three on Saturday, oh, and nice. we're still working through this independence thing. Um, She's a little person who um, has very strong opinions about things and how she wants things to go. And um, so I'm still working with her on how to deal with disappointment (laughs) when things can't always go her way. I'm not sure when we'll come to the end of that, but, I mean, it it is lessening. So I feel like we'll just keep working on that. Um, And then, you know, for... A school-age kid, it's really funny how, I mean, they're little people, 
so it's not even just the age. It's just also the little person and where they are. And my five-year-old is a little bit shy, and now she's in kindergarten. And really helping her figure out how to make friends. She's always been in preschool, and she's always had friends, but now she's in a new school again and redoing that process again and um, just helping her learn how to be a little more assertive with just asking for what she needs or asking people if they want to play with her. And obviously I'm not there because she's at school. So it's uh, it's been interesting uh, being mom and not not being too involved, but still trying to help her figure that out. Because also, she isn't going to learn how to be assertive if I do it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. Mom's assertive. <laughs> so you're not going to no. call and make friends for her? <laughs> While I would love to do that, because it's really hard for me to hear something like, nobody played with me on the playground today. It's like, well, I can't solve this one for you, so let's Maybe in there. Um, so yeah, we're that's where we are with her. But that mm-hmm. does mean that I'm. <laughs> we got an invitation to a birthday party, and uh, she would like to go. And I feel like that's another way to help her make friends is to go to birthday parties and do all these things. It does also impact parents' schedules. <laughs> I guess right. we should go to this party for you. That way you have an opportunity when maybe that's not what I would prefer on Saturday afternoon kind of a thing. But I guess she can't drive herself yet, huh? <laughs> no, unfortunately, the laws are not quite to five yet. Sixteen, I think, is going to be our minimum. <laughs> I can really watch her walk in this. Yeah, I was gonna say I could barely walk her watch her walk into school. I've finally gotten to where I can leave her at the front door of the school and know that she gets to her classroom without worry. I don't think I'm ready for uh, her driving yet, I will say. (laughs) 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 I guess that's why we get this time with them. So we can build up to Right to think our our tolerance for letting go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, little baby steps of letting go. Isn't that interesting? Cause the the constant need is so challenging, but then every little bit of independence they get is also very challenging in a different way. I know. My, my kid goes down the stairs, up and down the stairs by himself, and he doesn't need to hold my hand anymore, which is nice because I can hold my coffee securely, which, you know, is important. But uh, <laughs> it's also right. sad that he doesn't his mommy. <laughs> I know. You know, I was thinking about this, because you know, we talk about this a lot in the mommy groups, about this whole, like, push and pull of wanting them to grow up but then wanting to hold them as babies because it just is so hard. You always feel like either you want them to do be more independent or you can't believe they're so grown up already. It feels like a back and forth. But I was also thinking about it from their point of view, and especially with our little ones, like yours is two and mine is three. Um, I'm sure they feel a similar pull, push and pull. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we're at a place where we can manage it a little easier. Um, I definitely think for my three-year-old it's been a real, it's hard for her. 
those big feelings and all of that is really hard for her. And I just, sometimes I try to remind myself, this is hard for me. It's really hard for her, too. <laughs> we'll we'll mm-hmm. figure this out together. Man, I always, I guess I feel like you just don't have a concept of how hard and exhausting parenting is until you get the opportunity to do it. And then, and it, and it seems like it's hard all throughout the role. Like as they grow into adults, standing back and not continuing to give advice can be hard. It sounds hard. <laughs> and uh, watching your children make mistakes that you know are going to happen because you've already made them. But that's, we ha- you have to stand back and let them Don't make listen. their mistakes. They can learn. Right. Well, I mean, it's a lifelong committed relationship that uh, just inherent in that is going to be a lot of challenge. Mm-hmm. But these people come in brand new, and we have our own way of doing things, and somehow we have to figure out a way to work it out um, for everybody. All right. Well, we get... coming... oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the good news is we get to learn and grow with them. You don't have to be an expert at day one. Like you get to grow right. and get better. That that message right there seems to be a theme for me, that you don't have to know and you get to learn as you go. It's been a a message that I've I've experienced a lot these past few weeks. So um, I was going to ask, if if you had to give advice to a mother that was like you in your stage, what kind of advice would you give her? Who is with me like I am right now mm-hmm. or back in the past? Right now? Right now. Uh, well, this is what I'm feeling right now. My kids are growing up way too fast. And what we were just talking about a minute ago, don't worry so much about where we're going to be tomorrow or the next day. Like, enjoy the lunch that I just had with my daughter out on the back patio and stop thinking about the rest of it. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. I was thinking for if I were to give advice to someone in my shoes, I would say um, don't forget to take care of yourself. Yes. Yeah, because, man, shingles is not a party. (laughs) uh, No way. uh, I feel like it's brought on in part by stress and uh, not good enough self-care, so. Well, that's good advice. All right. Amy, thank you for being on the show with me, and uh, we'll talk again very soon. Um, Absolutely. Next, oh, this Friday, I have quite a few shows scheduled back-to-back. This Friday show is about the AMTA strategic priority on autism. So Petra Kern and Marsha Humpel and Blythe Lagasse are uh were the, the chairs or organizers of that strategic plan work group 
And um, they're going to be joining me to talk about the work they've been doing for the past three years, which I, I, I believe it was a three-year um, work group. And so they're wrapping up their, their three years of work and going to be sharing some of the outcomes of their work on Friday at 1 o'clock Central Time. And the show, of course, podcasts shortly after the live broadcast ends. So you can find us on iTunes, and you can get more information about the show by going to heartbeatmusictherapy.net. Thank you very much for listening to this show. I hope that it was helpful. And uh, if you would like to let me know what you thought about the show, please go to heartbeatmusictherapy.net and click on the Contact button. Have a wonderful week, and we'll talk again soon. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.